Hello and welcome to the Unorganized and Lost podcast. I'm your host, Michelle, and I'm here to prove you don't always have to be organized to follow your dreams and getting lost isn't always a bad thing. Today, I have a very special guest that I'm so excited about. I have Andy Beal, who's not only the founder of Max Preps, America's Source for High School Sports, but he's my uncle. <laughs> Hi, Andy. Michelle, how are you? <laughs> I'm so good. I'm so excited for this. I'm uh, excited that you're here, and I'm excited to see the smile on your face. <laughs> um, so the thing that I find so fascinating, so if, for those who don't know, Max Preps is a high school sports website that is nationwide, and it is stats, scores, schedules, videos, photos. It is all things high school sports, and you're the founder of it. So the thing that's fascinating me the most is um, being able to understand kind of the background of it. Cause obviously growing up with you, I understood a little bit more of the background of how you got into max preps. It wasn't like right out of high school. You were like, Oh, I'm going to start a website one day. It's going to be for high school sports and it's going to be my goal and everything that I need it to be. Yeah. So if you would have said to me coming out of high school, I was going to start a website. I would say, what the hell's a website? <laughs> True. <laughs> So I, I uh, started my first website in 1996 and uh, uh, started a company and had some success with that company, uh, helping uh, traditional media companies get involved with um, new media or the, the internet. And um, we had, a, like I said, a pretty good run going. And then um, basically the wheels fell off my, my little bus and I had to... Um, you know, recalibrate what I was doing. And that's uh, that challenge that I had at that time, which was um, you know, about 2001, uh, led to um, to Max Preps. And so, uh, yeah, I'm excited to tell the story. And uh, was I organized? No. Was I completely lost? Yes. Did it work out okay? Thankfully, yes as well. <laughs> so growing up, did you always think you would be an entrepreneur? No, I don't think so. You know, I... I thought I was going to be somebody that was involved in sales, and I remember advice that my get, my father gave me, which was, son, you should uh, go into sales, uh, either you should sell real estate or sell computers. And I went to real estate um, classes, and I fell asleep, and so I decided I'd better sell computers. So that was <laughs> really how I kind of uh, got uh, made my first career choice. So I, I came out of college and uh, got involved in technology sales. That was a long time ago, Michelle. So that was in <laughs> 1984. Okay. And I um, was selling word processing systems, literally hauling um, uh, portable word processors, or, uh, processors around high-rise buildings in downtown Los Angeles on a hand truck to demonstrate them. And that was my introduction to uh, technology. Uh, actually had some success with that, so I was fortunate. And uh, through a, a series of moves, um, moved uh, from uh, being a seller into sales management. And, uh, and then after having that uh, opportunity to be a leader, uh, I had a, a team of about 100 people that uh, worked for me. Um, you know, I thought I had uh, what it took to become an entrepreneur. And so I jumped out of my comfortable job um, without a parachute and uh, and started a business and that was uh, back in 1993 wow. um, and uh, through a series of uh, and variety of business plans uh, you know over the course of those first three or four years 
ended up building um, internet tools for traditional media companies, as I mentioned, that ultimately led to Max Preps. That's so cool. Okay, so I know this answer, but I feel like something that's so, incur- like at least it was so encouraging for me was how long it took you to get through college. And I know that you're probably like, I can't believe you just brought this up. But I feel like for college students who feel super lost when they're in college and don't know exactly what they're gonna do or what degree or what they're gonna their path is gonna take, yeah. How long did it take you to get through college? Yeah, so, you know, I, I went to college consecutively for eight years. <laughs> uh, I actually moved through uh, my freshman through my junior year uh, on a pretty traditional path. And, and then I uh, uh, discovered um, in my junior year, I discovered having a good time. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to extend my college years uh, to have a good time. Uh, ultimately met my bride and uh, got more serious and, uh, uh, you know, as you might be able to, uh, if you can do any math at all, I, I went to school part-time for the last couple of years and ultimately got my degree uh, in political science. Oh, okay. I didn't realize it was political science, actually. Yeah, so, uh, you know, that was, you know, I I grew up in Southern California and uh, came to uh, Sacramento because I thought I wanted to be uh, get into government. Oh, okay. And um, so that's why I uh, came here and was... Uh, engaged in that as a major. I thought I was going to intern at the state capitol. I actually did, uh, upon graduation, run for an office uh, here in uh, our hometown of Cameron Park and um, put my name on the ballot and no one ran against me. So I was uh, elected to the uh, Community Service Board of Directors. And uh, much like the real estate classes, the, the, the meetings put me to sleep. And so um, I did not uh, run for re-election. So. <laughs> that's hysterical. I didn't realize that. Yep. So you went to Sac State and then you went to Northridge, right? And that's so I started at Northridge. Okay. And then I uh, transferred to Sac State, which that's when I discovered having a good time in college. Oh, so you transferred your junior year? Or your I, I came up here my junior year. Oh, okay. And then, uh, you know, like three years later, I went back to Northridge. I was still a junior. And... <laughs> But I did have a bride with me at that. Then you benefited. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you had so, a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the know, memories it, are worth it. The, you know, people used to talk about, you know, women would go to school to find a husband. Uh, I went to school to find a wife. So, well, it worked out for all of us. Did. I got pretty good cousins and a pretty good aunt out of it. Yeah. So, um, so fast forward. So, obviously, you said that the business that you were in kind of led to Max Prep. So, what pushed you towards it? Was it because I obviously growing up, I know my, your kids all played sports. Did that kind of have a good leverage in getting you into max preps or is that yeah, completely absolutely. separate? Uh, you know, I think there's two major threads uh, to the story and that was certainly one of them. Um, you know, the first thread was um, we were provide my company was providing uh, internet tools for traditional media companies, uh, particularly newspapers. And in 2000, uh, we were having a really good run and uh, you know, I had investors that wanted us to expand more rapidly. We bought a couple of companies and, that were also engaged in providing services, digital services to newspapers. And one of them was a company called Sports Huddle. And they, the, their mission was to basically help automate the newspaper's a sports department. Um, I made that acquisition and the, uh, the acquisition went horribly wrong. Um, that's a whole nother story that you don't have time for now. But essentially, <laughs> um, the um, uh, 
that acquisition almost break broke my company and I was in the process of um, considering that I had to shut it down or and declare bankruptcy and shut it down I was able to um, negotiate a deal with McClatchy newspapers which uh, is the publisher of our hometown Sacramento Bee and a number of other newspapers around the country country they had standardized on the software that we had developed and so I was able to negotiate a transaction where I was going to be able to sell all the assets of my company and uh, through the sale of those assets I'd be able to pay off the creditors and basically walk away with my head held reasonably high because <laughs> I didn't leave I didn't screw anyone over by you know leaving um, uh, you know, a bunch of debt in, in my wake as I as I closed up shop. Well, in the very last days before the deal was supposed to close, they said that they didn't want the sports product, the sports huddle product, and they didn't change the financial terms of the deal. And so now I was left with a product and the cash that I was going to pay off the creditors. And I thought, well, instead, let's give this another go. So yet another business plan was written, and. Um, we decided to take um, that sports huddle product and rebrand it to SAC Preps our first year and test whether or not we needed newspapers to basically aggregate high school sports information, the schedule scores, the stats, the standings, the rankings. And what we found is that, and we were very fortunate, that uh, coaches in Sacramento were hungry, high school coaches in Sacramento were hungry to have an, a, a better outlet for their information than the local newspaper. And um, in addition to that, uh, we found that people, fans, uh, would come to the website. And we had enough information to raise money again through VCs and, and uh, uh, change the name from SAC Preps to Max Preps and we were off to the races. That's so exciting. So um, when testing the market, who, like, did you, the support that you got, was it just something that you were excited about? Were you nervous about it? Were you shocked? Or is it like, oh, I knew this was gonna work. I knew this was gonna happen. I uh, did not know it was gonna work. So um, great question, thank you. Yeah, so, you know, you just, it, Max Preps is what's known as a two-sided network, and so we needed a network of people to contribute information or content to the site, and then we needed consumers to consume the information on the site. Um, the coaches were one side of the network, and after the very first football game of the fall of 2002, uh, went to bed uh, at night wondering what was going to look like the site was going to look like the next morning, and. Uh, I still think it's almost miraculous that, you know, 35 of the 50 schools in the Sacramento market logged all their information in that, that night. I woke up the next day and thought that's when I had confidence that it was going to work. That's That was your first Friday night. That was our first Friday night. How and, exciting. Uh, from uh, that, between then and three weeks later, we had all but two schools in the Sacramento market were participating with us. And we were hitting our targets with respect to um, uh, audience. I had pre-sold sponsors, and so they were happy. Uh, I was happy. The coaches seemed happy, and uh, you know we had a great story to tell uh, potential investors, so we could grow beyond Sacramento into a broader market. And that's what we did next. That's awesome. So. Prior to Max Preps, did you have to work on that scale with um, VCs and all these people that you had to get money from before Max Preps? Yeah, so um, 
there's a variety of different ways to raise money or raise capital for uh, businesses. And, you know, there's angel investors, which tend to be smaller individuals uh, that are investing in, you know, tens, fifties, and hundreds of thousands of dollars scale. Uh, and then there's uh, venture capital companies, and they, there's a range of investment levels that they'll make between you know, a couple million to many tens of millions. And then there's also um, a strategic capital, which is money that comes from uh, other corporations that would invest uh, because they think that there's some strategic advantage in doing so. So prior to uh, Max Preps, we'd raise money through angel investors and through strategic investors. And then after we launched Max Preps, we were able to get into the VC space and we had two uh, VC uh, fundraising rounds. That's awesome. So how do you go about contacting people like that? Like for people that have zero clue what that even means or how do you even start? Like how do you get to in contact with those? Yeah, so of- things have changed quite a bit in uh, the last several years with respect to how that works. There are actually local networks in most, uh, you know, major metropolitan areas across the country where um, aspiring entrepreneurs can plug into these networks and learn about how to raise money, uh, meet investors, meet uh, lawyers that are interested in, in working with startups and, and other people that you're going to need in your corner. Uh, so the, uh, back when, when I was doing it um, 20 years ago or so, um, those networks weren't not nearly as well developed, but they exist now. And so you know, I would suggest that you do a little internet research to uh, discover what those networks look like in your hometown. Uh, attend some meetings. Generally, they are you know free, or they charge you a few bucks for for the the snacks. And go listen in and start uh, shaking hands and meeting people and and uh, trying to get a lay of the land in your lo- local market for who's investing. And most major met- metro areas also have angel investor networks. Uh, they are usually you know people that you can talk to. Uh, and you can gain some understanding of what their criteria is for, you know, making investments as well. Awesome. That's so fascinating. So you went and got, obviously you got investors because you got Max Prep started. So a few years in, what does that look like? So you got them invested and then you got to build. So what was the first thing you did to build Max Preps? After yeah, so we, preps? we built Max Preps uh, sequentially from, um, from, from a geographic standpoint. So we started in Sacramento, then we grew throughout all of California in our second year. Then we uh, picked a handful of states in the third year and by year four or five, we, we basically uh, were ubiquitous across the country. country. So we, we had universal distribution at that point. Uh, it's also uh, about that time that um, you know, there was a lot of interest in what we were doing and as a result of that, uh, a lot of the major media companies, sports media companies, were knocking on our doors, you know, trying to figure out if there was a way for them to work with us. So we were working with ESPN, USA Today, uh, to name two, and then uh, having, you know, uh, conversations with uh, NBC, Fox, and CBS. And ultimately, CBS was pretty aggressive in their uh, desire to own Max Preps and uh, into. Uh, April 2007, we sold the business to uh, to CBS. 
That's so cool. So obviously being being a businessman and like being in all these bigger meetings and, you know, all these things, was it still did it kind of bring you back to like being a kid and being like super excited the fact that these big media companies that you grew up with are now trying to buy your business? Yeah. So um went to uh, meet with the CEO of uh, CBS Corporation in New York and uh, took the ride up to the penthouse floor uh, after having gone to men's warehouse and bought, bought myself a new suit for that meeting. <laughs> and uh, I went with a, uh, a colleague of mine, a guy named Chad Downey. And Chad um, and I, we, we killed it in that meeting. And uh, we knew we had a deal by the time we uh, walked out the office. And we got into the elevator and another guy gets in the elevator and he looked at the two of us and, and he said, you guys look like you just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> so it must have shown on our faces because um, we were not slapping high fives or doing touchdown dances, but it was it must have been really evident. And the yeah, grin said it, it all. Yeah, it, it, uh, you know, it obviously feels incredibly gratifying to uh, to have that kind of um you know, success, you know, from the work that you put in and from the work the team puts in. You know, one, one of the things that, you know, when I live in a small town outside of Sacramento and, um, you know, did not really grow up uh, in, you know, major corporate circles. My dad was a teacher. My mom was a homemaker. And so this was, you know, all very new to me but one of the things that occurred to me every time i'd go to new york and and I w i've been to new york a bunch of times on um for a variety of different reasons and business meetings is that you know everyone puts their pants on one leg at a time they're no you know even though they 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 work in tall glass towers they're really no different than than you or i and you know if you have a, a great story to tell uh that they um, will listen and uh, they can get excited about it uh, too. So uh, I, I thought that was really kind of an interesting insight that I had back several years ago where it's like, oh man, I can hang with these people. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Um, so obviously having all the success and being able to, you know, be with these people that you might've looked up to or thought that you weren't the same and now you're like, oh wow, like they're humans. So, so yeah. am I. Yeah. Um, have you ever had someone recognize you or like know that you started Max Preps? I'm not sure I know what you mean by that. Like, have you ever like had a moment where someone's like, oh my gosh, you're Andy Beal, you started Max Preps? Well, um, no one would recognize my face because yeah. I'm really not a face guy for, um, you know, in terms of, <laughs> for a variety of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I, I did not put myself out in front of the cameras or anything like that with Max Prep. So I'm not really, uh, my image is not really known. Although people that uh, are engaged in the high school sports business seem to be impressed when they, they meet me. And so, um, you know, I disabuse them of, of any positive impressions pretty quickly, I think. But uh, <laughs> Did you have any like cool moments that have happened once people found out though? Uh well, you know, they're all cool. You know, um, we had a, a situation uh, a couple of years ago where a bunch of us, uh, we were at a management retreat. A bunch of us had Max Preps gear on, shirts, hats, and whatnot. And uh, we came out of a, um, we went to a, a live performance. And as we were coming out, 
one of the people in the audience saw us and came up and just thanked us so profusely for changing his life. And, you know, what Max Preps did for him is he put, uh, we helped, he had the talent to begin with, but we helped put him on the radar and he got a college scholarship as a result of, you know, his, um, his information, his coach putting information on Max Preps, and he was just so grateful for that. That's really cool. So there's been a you know number of moments where you know in times when people have said that you know Max Preps has changed the high school sports landscape or how high school sports is covered, and there's no doubt in my mind that that's true. And you know I I guess I get the credit for having started it, but there's a lot of other people uh, that helped make that story a reality. So. Um, as much as I enjoyed, I, I recognize that others, you know, had a big, big hand in that. Yeah, definitely. But that's got to feel cool, like, especially coming from a small town or yeah, well, I guess you started from L.A. But but the, the first, you know, the, I remember back in I think it was 2004 or five, you know, the first time I got stopped, I was wearing a Max Preps polo shirt and to get stopped in an airport in Newark, New Jersey. And, and some guy comes up and says, I love that website. So, you know, that was the first time that happened. It's happened, you know, uh, many times since. I, I, I did actually at your alma mater at Folsom High. I had, um, I had people want my autograph. That only happened once, though, which was kind of weird. Did you sign it? I did, but I mean, it's it like... It might be worth a lot now. It's probably the only signature. <laughs> it's the only one, only signature on a business card. Yeah, perhaps so. But anyway, that's, uh, that was fun, but it, it hasn't happened that often. Yeah. Once. <laughs> <laughs> that's still got to be fun to yeah. be able to like take something that you, was like something you love and your passion that be able to... Absolutely. The world, or the, yeah. at least America, gets to enjoy. Yeah. That's really cool. So um, was there anything... Like, what were some of the challenge? Like, what was one big challenge that you thought that maybe like Max Preps wasn't going to happen, or um, like, was there a time where you thought you were going to quit, or you weren't going to make it, and you just kind of pushed through? Yeah, there's uh, there's a, a variety of times. You know, when you're an entrepreneur and you know you're you're living on the edge financially. Um, you know, you're hiring staff ahead of revenues, things along that line. You know, are you actually going to be able to make payroll? Uh, there were a number of times when I had to stand up in front of what was at the time a very small team and say, guys, I think payroll is going to be here, but there's a chance you might have to wait two or three days, please. Um, those, those are not comfortable moments. Uh, probably the worst moment was, um, again, I was in New York and I was with Chad and we were, um, you know, feeling pretty good about ourselves. Things were going, you know, very well and we we're meeting with investors and whatnot, and we came out of a meeting and get a call from our um, CTO, and basically said, um, you know, the site had melted down; it, it failed to operate, and he didn't know it was wrong. And he didn't know when he'd be able to get it back online. And we're, you know, we're out trying to, you know, pitch investors and, um, you know, tell people about how competent we are at running this thing. And that was a very low moment uh, for us. And, you know, technical challenges along the way, you know, one of the things that's interesting about Max Preps is that, you know, during the summer, not a lot of people are interested in high school sports and rightly so. They should be at the beach or the lake or what, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But then come, you know, the first uh, high school football games of of the season and all of a sudden everyone's interested in Max Preps. So they're interested in high school football, so they're interested in Max Preps. 
So, you know, for all practical purposes, the, the traffic on the site goes from a crawl to a sprint. And, um, and it, in a matter of hours, you know, we're, we're, we're serving millions of people. And we haven't had really very much time to warm up for any of that. So uh, every, every fall is always interesting uh, in terms of, you know, what changes did we make to the websites? What, you know, quote unquote, improvements did we make? Uh, that might have imp- that might impact performance, and that's always uh, a nerve-wracking time. Friday nights was um, always extraordinarily exciting, and also nerve-wracking, and at times cringeworthy. So, <laughs> so um, another thing that was fascinating is you know when starting a business, you obviously usually don't have either no employees or a couple employees. Like, what was it like making those decisions of like, I'm going to hire someone else. I'm going to put the money into it and like making that decision of certain spots you need to fill and like making that jump. Yeah. So in the earliest days, it was very sequential, uh, based upon, um, need, um, you know, in the startup, you know, everyone was doing everything, you know, um, besides, you know, conceptualizing and strategizing the business and raising money. I was basically doing uh, layout, um, web page layout. Uh, I was, we were doing a lot of printing in those days as well. We were printing game programs for schools and then delivering them to schools. So there was a lot of, you know, hands-on work that needed to be done. And ultimately, you know, as you transition out of being able to do all of those things, you have to get help. And, you know, we, we use contractors to begin with. And, uh, and then, you know, trans, as we got more stability under us, we, you know, started to hire. So, um, yeah, we were fortunate to be finding great people and, and, uh, I think build a pretty cool culture as well that, uh, made it fun to work at. Yeah, definitely. That's very cool. Um, well, what was your, favorite part about that whole experience i know that's like a stretch of a question but like business wise what was the coolest thing you got to do other than obviously selling to cbs Sports? yeah so look i'm i um i'm kind of a ham um when it comes to you know uh giving getting an opportunity to speak to an audience and so i've had the opportunity to do that in front of my own team um i I like to put on what I, I thought were really good presentations and make it fun for the team. I like, you know, uh, presenting max preps to advertisers, potential advertisers that we are trying to sell to buy advertising on max preps and, and investor pitches. Those were always very exciting. Um, you know, basically, you know, when you are presenting, um, you're selling yourself as well as the ideas that you're you're delivering and um you know i guess i enjoy doing that that's so cool um yeah i think that's do you have anything else you want to share about max preps that you love they have a really really good video editor (laughs) thank you (laughs) um well thank you andy for coming on this was so cool michelle thank you so much it was a great opportunity to do this with you and share some memories with you. I appreciate it. This is so neat. Well, thank you for coming on and we're here to prove you don't always have to be organized to follow your dreams and getting lost isn't always a bad thing. Thanks, Andy. Amen. (laughs) 